Obviously, things are very different this morning, and, uh, but I just want to take this opportunity, really, uh, to focus perhaps some thoughts and to express some things uh, on behalf of all of us. And then after that, uh, as Paul said, we will come back to worship, uh, which will be important, and then we're, we're going to break bread together. But we do share in this time of mourning. And, uh, and we join with countless others in the nation and across the world uh, to, to just recognize and to remember uh, and to express our, our loss, our profound loss of our Queen. So many words have been said already. So much has been written and will continue to do so. And there has been a, a remarkable uh, outpouring of deep appreciation, uh, respect, and love from those who knew her personally, but also those who never met her, but some have felt they knew her. She's been there all of our lives. I'm looking round. I think so. I won't name a few. Rot-like, she's been a stable representation of so much that has been good, but also that which lasts. We can only imagine the profound impact of her death for her family, uh, as a mother, as a grandmother, and as a great-grandmother. But as we've said, also death is a loss for us all. We knew it would happen one day, but we'd, it would always feel too soon. In this historic time of national mourning, much will continue to be said. But it is important for us as a, a local church family to express something of our grief and also our appreciation in our own way. In this time of reflection, it's important to highlight some things of her life and I guess the most striking headline has been a servant queen. Right from the earliest days she embraced the call to serve, she gave herself to it and she looked to God for his strength. In her words she said this in, on her 21st birthday radio address, so that's 1947, I declare before you that all my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and with the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. But I shall not have strength to carry out this resolution alone unless you join it with me, as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow and God bless all of you who were willing to share it. And her commitment to serving was lifelong. So in the more recent message, Christmas message of 2012, she said this, this is the time of year when we remember that God sent his only son to serve and not be served. He restored love and service to the center of our lives in this person of Jesus Christ. She understood duty which is a, a word in recent times which has been so overlooked or even discarded. 
it's been ignored for perhaps more exciting or fashionable or current trends. Yet now it's making headlines. Duty, responsibility, roles, a calling to fulfill, something that's bigger than ourselves. In modern day life, there's a, a predominant emphasis on personal fulfillment or even living to please ourselves. Yet the Queen's life reminds us of something very different. Living to fulfill a higher calling. It was in St Paul's Cathedral on Friday that verses from Romans 14 were read that said this, For none of us live for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. And for this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. She began her reign with a commitment to a duty as God gave her strength. And the reality of this was seen through her, throughout her long and faithful reign. Servanthood is always the way of true greatness, always the way of true leadership. And Jesus himself supremely taught that and lived it. But also her care and personal kindness, her attention to people. And I guess we've all seen footage over recent days of, of her most recent visits. I think one of them is her hospice uh, in the south of England. And you see her focused. You see her attentive, even in her old age. She cared for people. Stories that are now being told of very personal conversations that, again, were just full of care, full of wisdom, full of help, but also full of humour. And she gave a lot of comfort to many, many, many people. She prized the ways of love and forgiveness and her own family had its tragedies and its challenges throughout the years. But the queen remained constant, steady. She clearly expressed her source of comfort in these times in one of her most recent Christmas messages. I mean, she said, I hope that, like me, you will be comforted by the example of Jesus of Nazareth, who often in circumstances of great adversity managed to live an outgoing, unselfish and sacrificial life. Countless millions of people around the world continue to celebrate his birthday at Christmas, inspired by his teaching. He makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfaction lie more in giving than receiving, more in serving than in being served. We can surely be grateful that 2,000 years after the birth of Jesus, so many of us are able to draw inspiration from his life and his message and to find in him a source of strength and courage. Her devotion in 1957, she said, I cannot lead you into battle. I do not give you laws or administer justice, 
but I can do something else. I can give you my heart and my devotion to these old islands and to the, all the people of our brotherhood of nations. I believe in our qualities and in our strength. I believe that together we set an example to the world which will encourage upright people everywhere. Her appeals were always from the heart and to the heart. In recent pandemic years, and I think in the midst of lockdown, that memorable broadcast that she gave was a clear and steadying voice of hope and care amidst great uncertainties that we were all living through. It was an expression of deep devotion to the heart of the nation. And in her faith, during Friday's services in St. Paul's, in St. Paul's one of the, the most memorable phrases that was used was this, that she was driven by faith and propelled by duty. At the heart of how she lived, how she served, how she fulfilled her duties, her care, was her Christian faith. And throughout the years, but even more so recently, she expressed that very, very clearly. Her royal biographer commented on her life, and, she, and he said this, that two things stand out, the queen's constant sense of duty and her devotion to God. In 2002, she answered the question about her consistency amidst her rock-likeness, amidst all the challenges that her role demanded. And she said, I know how much I rely on faith, my faith, to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. And I know that the only way to live my life is to try and to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. Her Christmas messages clearly expressed her trust and personal faith in Jesus. Back in 1976, she said this, the gift I would most value next year is that reconciliation should be found wherever it is needed. A reconciliation that will bring peace and security to families and neighbours at present suffering and torn apart. Remember that good spreads outwards and every little does help. Mighty things from small beginnings grow as indeed they did from the small child of Bethlehem. And then in 1986, she said this, Jesus' life, thus in humble surroundings, in fact a stable, but he was have a profound influence on the course of history and the lives of generations of his followers. You don't have to be rich or powerful in order to change things for the better. And each of us in our own way can make a contribution. More recently, 2012, this is the time of year when we remember that God sent his only son to serve, not to be served. 
he restored love and service to the center of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. 2014. For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness, he stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. And then last year, been her last Christmas message to us. It is this simplicity of the Christmas story that makes it so universally appealing. Simple happenings that form the starting point of the life of Jesus. A man whose teaching has been handed down from generation to generation has been the bedrock of my faith. His birth marked a new beginning. As the carol says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Queen Elizabeth knew her king. Above all else, she was his servant, and she sought out to live his ways in the most public of roles, but also with great personal and private integrity. She chose to live by his ways of serving, love, forgiveness, and reconciliation. She will be missed by us all. Her life will be an ongoing example to us all, whatever our background, whatever our calling. There's not many of noble birth, but she was one who knew how to serve her king. Above all else, we need to know that she died as a member of the royal family. The king of kings, of which we're all part. For her, the best is to come, as for us all. Death for the believer is to die in peace and to rise in glory. Whoever we are, whatever age, we know we're not of noble birth. Few are. But our calling is the same. To serve the King, the King of Kings, our Lord Jesus. To be ambassadors of his kingdom. To know his calling for us to serve. To know him, the true anchor of our lives. Friday the uh, second reading that, 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 that was shared, that was read, was from Isaiah 61. And I've asked Cheryl to read it to us, the first three verses of Isaiah 61. And it's such a fitting reading because it speaks about an anointing of our king and his kingdom and everything that he came to bring. So let's hear just Isaiah 61 and the first three verses. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, 
um, to proclaim, sorry, to, he sent me to break, bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoner, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, bestow on them, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Thank you, love. Can we... Okay. Can we just stand together and and pray? And then we're going to go into a time of worship. Let's worship the King, uh, our Lord Jesus. And uh, so, but let's first pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you again for your kingdom that never ends. Lord, we just want to thank you that, as we've reminded ourselves of so many of the Christmas messages, Lord, that that our Queen, our ex-Queen has brought. Lord, we want to thank you that, Lord, that that Christmas story has gone on and that we now worship a king enthroned forever and ever. And Lord, we just want to really lift our heads, our hearts to you in, this, in these days of mourning, in these days of sadness, when we express our heartfelt thanks to you for the gift of Queen Elizabeth into our lives, which you have now taken home. Lord, we come and we look to you and we worship you, the King. Lord, we thank you for your kingdom. And Lord, we just pray that you will come and do a work in each one of our hearts. Lord, we would say, Lord, that there's not many of noble birth, but Lord, we're yours, called, called to serve you, called to follow you, called to live for something bigger than ourselves. And Lord, we want to really give ourselves freshly to it. Lord, we want our faith to be as be, to be the bedrock of our lives, the anchor of everything. But also we want to wake up each morning with that same prayer, Lord, would you give us strength for today? Let us serve you today. Let us be real instruments of your love, reconciliation, forgiveness today. Thank you for the calling on each one of us, Lord. Father, we want to be, Lord, just energised, by your spirit, empowered by your spirit. We want to know that anointing on us to see more of your kingdom come in our lives, through our lives, in our days, in this nation, Lord. That's what we ask for. That's what we need. Lord, would you come and move upon us, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, let's continue to worship. Thank you.